we're going to go into the Law of One, Session 38, received March 13, 1981, about 34 years ago, plus a few months. Uh, 15 exchanges between Don and Ra using the re-listened version showing categories. Uh, the questions here are of two basic, we have we have um, some path-oriented teaching and some metaphysical curiosities and details. Some things uh, beyond the beginning, some more guidance for the L&L group in maintaining the contact. Uh, discussion <clears throat> of inspiration. And then a very important um, response from Ra 38.5 regarding what is balance, what does the fully balanced entity look like uh, in terms of chakra conditions. Then a long discussion of a famous UFO case uh, of a man named Charlie Hickson that I often confuse with Travis Walton, but different, and what was that all about, and then some discussion of 4D negative. And so... Uh, if you want to understand human negatively oriented uh, folks, then uh, it's very helpful to know the dimension and uh, mentality of their bosses because they do their, mo their boss's bidding. Uh, and the bidding comes out of 40 negative. So 38-0 in brackets, I am raw, I greet you. And then brackets end, I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. We communicate now. <clears throat> uh, Don asks something about the raw contact, 38.1, and says, Will you tell us if there would be any hope or any purpose in either Jim or I taking the instrument's place, meaning Carla, at the beginning of the session and attempting to replace the instrument as instrument by attempting the trance work ourselves? Meaning... Uh, maybe they were, uh, he was seeing that there was some toll, T-O-L-L, and some wear and tear on Carla, which there was um, increasingly, and wondering if he or Jim could be, uh, could, could stand in or lie in as the, uh, as the channel, the instrument for Ra to speak through. And Ra says, this information is on the borderline of infringement upon free will. We shall, however, assume your desire to constitute permission to speak slightly beyond limits set by Confederation guidelines, shall we say. Next paragraph. At this space-time nexus, neither the one known as Don nor the one known as Jim is available for this working. <clears throat> the one known as Don, by, shall we say, practicing the mechanics of contact and service and service to others, by means of the channeling, as you would, as you call it, would, in a certain length of your time, be able to do this working, meaning he could, with some time and practice, be able to be a channel. Then, the one known as Jim would find it difficult to become a channel of this type without more practice, also over a longer period of time. <clears throat> then we should have to experiment with the harmonics developed by this practice. This is true in both cases. And so, uh, Ron's really saying, uh, yeah, probably both of you could be channels, <clears throat> but Don would be perhaps more 
receptive or more consonant with that kind of working than Jim, but it would take time and training and practice, and then Ra would have to adjust the harmonics and this and that. And so <clears throat> uh, it's not really recommended. Interesting, in the first paragraph of response, Ross says that we, we assume your desire to constitute permission, uh, permission to actually uh, go a little bit beyond where they would go or to speak more <clears throat> in more depth, we may say, about, uh, you know, in, in terms of Don's question uh, and their advice or the possibility of Don and Jim, Don and or Jim being channels, uh, <clears throat> to speak beyond or uh, in a uh, in an extension beyond what they would norm what are what are limits set by Confederation guidelines. Now, <clears throat> is there a manual that the Confederation something like that uh, a a formal uh, written doctrine, obviously not written, but a formal established doctrine of guidelines for um, limits to assistance and intervention uh, associated with non-infringement with the law of free will? Maybe so. <clears throat> uh, we assume your desire to constitute permission. Well, uh, it's interesting, He's they're basically saying, because you sincerely want to know, to such an extent, you, the, the intensity of your desire, I mean, we can get into you know, the detail here, but I won't take so much time. Uh, <clears throat> I would assume that it's the purity or depth of his desire for the answer, or to serve, that allows Ra to cross the uh, pre-stated limit, which was established by Confederation set guidelines, which is a very mathematical matter. It's very much about, um, it's very, it's metaphysical. It's related to um, the, I would assume, the uh, quanta of, of intelligent energy. That Ra can, that 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 Ra's answer would be bringing forth. In response to Don's question. In their response to Don's question, a certain quanta, of intelligent energy, or God-like power, would be coming through. Which could be, uh, or is on the border of being considered infringement because providing it to Don prevents him from the opportunity of activating his, his mind-body-spirit complex to the extent of opening to it uh, himself, to accessing that greater degree of light, light, love, intelligent energy, God power, by his own self-inquiry to find his own answer. <clears throat> uh, by giving him the answer, he's deprived of the, of the fruit of the labor involved or needed for him to find his own answer. And the fruit of the labor of him finding the own, his own answer is um, potential to enjoy, access and enjoy, a greater 
power, a greater level or degree of God power or uh, intelligent energy. <clears throat> uh, and so it's very interesting. And, um, you know, I could go on for an hour just about this little response because much of programmed catalyst we may feel is frustrating. That frustration from the higher self perspective is exactly what's needed not only as a catalyst, but as, um, uh, as the most efficient means by which we can uh, come to enjoy a greater quanta uh, or degree of love light radiance of the one infinite creator or God power by our own efforts to move through the frustration, to handle what we feel is um, <clears throat> an, an unpleasant worldly wind, uh, maybe associated like the, the eight worldly winds in Buddhism associated with loss or pain or uh, blame or dishonor. So, <laughs> the, you know, ra, the, the <clears throat> an understanding of um, the laws of karma or the laws here of, of non-infringement, the, um, the protection of souls from uh, losing momentum, perhaps, uh, the decreasing, you know, uh, giving, giving him the answer he wanted, in a sense, could be considered as uh, a, an unhelpful decreased momentum towards his own further um, self-development that would lead to him finding his own answer but also opening to and enjoying a greater um, degree of God power, intelligent energy, love, light, radiance, and light. <clears throat> so that's all very, very subtle. Anyway, uh, they stayed with Carla, and that was a good idea. 38.2, Don says, thank you. Backtracking just a little bit today, I'd like to know if the reason the nuclear energy was brought into this density meaning 3D physical, 40 or so years ago in the 40s, had anything to do with giving the entities that were here who had caused the destruction of Maldek another chance to use nuclear energy peacefully rather than destructively? God, I hope not. <laughs> is this correct? Ross says, this is incorrect in that it places cart before horse, as your people say. Uh, don't put your cart in front of your horse, please. They go on, the desire for this type of information, meaning nuclear energy, uh, technology, uh, blueprints, you know, the, uh, <clears throat> the, the mathematical equations, dot, 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 necessary for nuclear energy and weaponry. This, the, the desire for this type of information attracted this data to your people. It was not given for a reason from outside influences, rather <clears throat> it was desired by your peoples. From this point forward, your reasoning is, reasoning is correct, in that entities had desired the second chance, which you mentioned. So Ra being a stickler for precision, narrow band contact, a tight mind, very, very tight mind, um, very strong mind, is saying, you're right, but the sequence is wrong. You're right that it gives them a second chance <clears throat> to um, make better use now of nuclear energy and all the and the powers of that technology. Yes, but that's not why it was given. 
It was given simply um, as call and response, as response to normal calling. And so um, the desire for that type of information is what attracted the data to humanity. Call and you shall be given, or, or ask and you shall be given. Call and it shall be answered within limits, right? Um, but our dear, uh, our dear friends in the upper six density confederation uh, who seem to be a little, seem to have not learned something profoundly in the last uh, 3,000 years, which is that high potency uh, technical information, specific information, technology transfer inspiration uh, is pretty uh, uh, consistently used by humanity to uh, harm itself. Now, there's a lot more going on because it's the Council of Saturn that okayed it. Anyway, uh, don't put two in front of one. <clears throat> two is two may be correct, but but two is not one. One precedes two. Uh, in this case, the call led to the response. And you may say then that before the call, the reason, the motivation for a human calling for the information was, yeah, sure, partly, partly a deep mind desiring to make amends or to make a better use of this. But you know, I don't know. It's so... Um, do you, do, does humanity have to have nuclear technology even at best to learn the ways of love? Of course not. Do they have to get this inspiration for nuclear what? Nuclear reactor technology to make electricity? to really learn the ways of care for each other and not annihilating your race? Obviously not. So, it's all very strange, but <clears throat> this is a very primitive group of people. You see, this is a very bizarre, this is, you know, planet bizarro, because you have moderately sophisticated technologies, um, be, and, and certainly quite sophisticated um, service-to-self methodologies downloaded from 4D negative Orion in play. Yeah, sure. Uh, with a somewhat primitive-minded group of uh, 3D uh, human, Earth human repeaters, the native population, 99%, 98%, 97%, uh, being somewhat primitive. You know, like Howard Storm was told, you haven't really advanced much beyond the Roman Empire. John Lennon said, you know, America's the new Rome and New York City is its capital. Absolutely. And so there is a certain barbarism from the barbaroi, a certain primitivity to humans. Uh, the, the, you know, there's a primitivity, there's an instinctive, the, in, intrinsic animalism associated with the 3D repeater psychology. 3D repeater is repeatering, <laughs> is a repeater, meaning not graduating and harvesting, very much associated with second chakra blockage, chronic collective second chakra blockage, which very much is resonant with the animal kingdom. Going on, 38.3, what was the mechanism of fulfilling the desire for the information regarding nuclear energy, meaning how did they get that information? Ross says, as we understand your query, the mechanism was what you may call inspiration. Uh, Ra explains it further. I won't read Don's question. It's not always necessary. 38.4. Ra explains that this mechanism of inspiration involves an extraordinary faculty of desire or will 
to know or to receive in a certain area, accompanied by the ability to open to and trust in what you may call intuition. This is a very uh, key response if uh, we wish to understand what is inspiration, what is intuition, what is direct knowing, um, or at least direct comprehension uh, conceptually. Right? We're talking about concept. We're not talking about the un the unborn or the uh, you know the un uh, the the, <laughs> the ceaseless or uh, what's freedom from becoming. We're talking about mental becoming or mental thought form formation, uh, yet re received from elsewhere, mm -hmm. received from outside the particular sphere of uh, an individual mind body spirit complex. Mechanism of inspiration, A, requires, involves, is based on a, an unusual, extraordinary. Extraordinary means not normal, not ordinary, um, pronounced and special quality of the faculty of desire or will. Desire equals will. Don't you forget it. Uh, desire equals will. The right use of will, a uh, underground classic, in I think the 80s. I read this uh, long ago. You can find it online. There's a strain. It's a series of two or three books called The Right Use of Will. That was the first place I realized, I will never forget. I read that and it's very strange and I couldn't read it all. It was it's channeling, but or sort of channeling, but some of some really brilliant points and then some things that were too strange for me. But they made the point that desire equals will. The right use of will equals the balanced use of desire, equals the exploration of desire, desire as the engine of soul evolution. Yes, indeed. And um, uh, very sophisticated understandings some uh, from that book. So <clears throat> inspiration begins with an unusual, a greater than normal, and a special manifestation of the faculty of desire or willing, which is what? A desire or will to know. I really want to know, but also I want to know by reception in a particular way, uh, and I'm able to open up and trust in what's called intuition. What's called intuition is, of course, information from subconscious, so-called unconscious. Time-space, we may say, uh, certainly beyond the five physical senses and the normal intellect or logical analysis process. It's basically gnosis, but it's thought form gnosis. There is gnosis that's beyond thought and beyond um, arising and passing away. That's the vision of Nibbana, or uh, it's called in Buddhism awareness release. Uh, it's called uh, discernment release and awareness release. This is beyond intuition, but uh, intuition bringing um, particular information from elsewhere. Number one depends on an, a special um, manifestation of will and desire and concomitantly um, a very very profound ability to open and trust. Uh, in a way you can say that one cannot trust if one cannot open the capacity to open, open heart, open mind, open to truth, depends on the capacity to trust. 
uh, they're not different. The more one, it doesn't mean you should trust everyone. <laughs> it doesn't mean everything is true that you might hear in your mind. But it's the capacity to trust. That is the capacity to open. That is the capacity to receive. And that's um, a fundamental component of intuition. Now we get the big question <clears throat> um, that explains what balancing is. Many people, and me myself, have spent a long time looking at this question of balancing or the, the notion, the principle, and not known what it really raw means. And um, I can't say I know it fully because uh, I'm not fully balanced. But this is a very, there are many ways of looking at, I mean, I could do an hour just talking about the mechanism, the, the, the phenomenon or the um, work, the great work of balancing. What is that? And I definitely did not appreciate that um, in my earlier years. Now, increasingly, I have a sense of, beginning sense of what balance means. 38.5, Don says, could you tell me how each of the rays, red through violet, would appear in a perfectly balanced, undistorted entity? So what, what would be, a, what, uh, please provide or give us a manifestation of what the seven rays look like for the fully balanced entity. Ross said, we cannot tell you this, for each balance is perfect and each unique. We do not mean to be obscure. <laughs> they are not Heraclitus. But they go on three paragraphs. I'll just read it through. Let us offer an example. In a particular entity, let us use this instrument, meaning Carla. The rays may be viewed as extremely even, red, orange, yellow. Okay, so those three are even. The green ray is extremely bright. This is, shall we say, balanced by a dimmer indigo, less bright, six ray. <clears throat> Between these two, meaning green and indigo, six and four, meaning five, between these two, the point of balance resides the blue ray, fifth ray, of the communicator, sparkling in strength above the ordinary. In the violet ray, we see this unique spectrograph, if you will, and at the same time, the pure violet surrounding the whole. This is in turn surrounded by what? By that which mixes the red and violet ray, integrating the, indicating the integration of mind, body, and spirit. This surrounded in turn by the vibratory pattern of this entity's true density. We will unpack that in a moment. This description may be seen to be both unbalanced and in perfect balance. The latter understanding, meaning how this is a manifestation of perfect balance, the latter understanding is extremely helpful in dealing with other selves. The ability to feel blockages is useful only to the healer. There is not properly a tiny fraction of judgment when viewing a balance in colors. Of course, when we, when we see many of the energy plexi weakened and blocked, we may understand that an entity has not yet grasped the baton and begun the race. However, the potentials are always there. All the rays fully balanced are there in waiting to be activated. Perhaps another way to address your query is this. In the fully potentiated entity, the rays mount one upon the other with equal vibratory brilliance and scintillating sheen until the surrounding color is white. This is what you may call potentiated balance in third density. <clears throat> Looks like a piece of work to me. Uh, looking at Carla as example, uh, 
what I assume would be significant uh, clearance of first, second, third raised blockage for her uh, is expressed by Ra as the first three rays being extremely even. Even, E-V-E-N. Even meaning uh, comparably developed or uh, comparably non-blocked. They have to be <clears throat> for the, uh, the subsequent development or the, the corresponding or accompanying development of green, blue, and indigo that Ra explains. You're just not going to have green ray extremely bright <clears throat> and uh, blue ray of communicators sparkling in strength above the ordinary. You're not going to have those both high develop of green and blue when the lower three are heavy blocked. So the heavy, the lower three here obviously were quite unblocked evenly. Uh, her... Uh, we would, it seems to me that Ra's suggesting that her greatest higher chakra activation is green ray. <clears throat> the green ray is extremely bright. That, that seems to indicate that it's, there's not much missing there. And Carla, as we know, is a, you know, very heavily, very greatly loving being, even more so now than, than when she was embodied. Uh, <clears throat> that great heart chakra brilliance is balanced by a dimmer indigo. Dimmer meaning less bright, meaning her sixth ray activation is less so. Meaning <laughs> she didn't realize that she's a being of infinite worth, actually, or that all is complete and whole and perfect uh, in and various other uh, perceptions of uh, unity, etc. Less, much less developed, I think, than Green Ray. Yet, also in blue, uh, in the middle, uh, fifth ray, the blue ray of the communicator, uh, communicating within one's mind to know the unconscious and communicating with the so-called other self or so-called other uh, in verbal uh, speaking, listening, and, and dialogue, uh, sparkling in strength above the ordinary. So I would say that her, her main spectrograph shows... Uh, Highest development of green, and then blue, and then indigo. Seems like that. So then, now we get <clears throat> something very, very subtle here that Ra doesn't present anywhere else, which are gradations of the seventh ray um, out the seventh ray spectrograph. The gradations seem to be um, the first of all they're saying in violet ray, I mean seventh ray. We see this unique spectrograph, which really um, means rays one through six. But at the same time, um, we also see in the violet ray, the pure violet, or uh, the 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 um, the nature of the energy of seventh ray itself, distinct from seventh ray. Uh, as a mirror reflection manifestation of the development of rays one through six. And so you've got, you know, uh, the underside, <laughs> you can say, the underside of violet array uh, manifests the uh, color spectrograph of rays one through six. The violet ray, per se, in and of itself, 
uh, is, I think, what Ra means by the pure violet surrounding that hole, the hole. Then, the third level, we may say, that it, that pair of the underbelly of violet ray showing the conditions uh, of one through six and the pure ray of violet itself then is surrounded by a mixture of red and violet only, which um, is another energy field coloration or color color spectrograph in violet ray, which is uh, the basically the seven one band, the seven one chakra band. Mixes red and violet, indicating integrate indicating integration of my body spirit. That's what I'm calling seven the seven one chakra band. Then uh, something even greater than that. <clears throat> uh, beyond the integration of mind, body, and spirit, which you can see is distinct from the spectrograph of one through six. And then that itself is surrounded by the vibratory pattern of the entity's true density, which really means, uh, you know, where she's from. And so all of those gradations of the violet ray energy field, that which manifests or reflects rays one through six, that which reflects uh, ray seven, its violet nature itself, that which reflects the one seven chakra band, however, showing the integration of the whole my body spirit, which is all included within the chakra band sphere of one seven, then uh, all of that is subordinate to um, the pattern of the entity's true density, meaning she's from 6D, so she has an essentially uh, indigo uh, spirit complex. Then, <laughs> this description may be seen to be both unbalanced and in perfect balance. That's the point. When we say it's perfect, complete and whole and perfect, uh, God is everywhere, everything's perfect, uh, so, 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 uh, this is the same as what we're perceiving to be unbalanced. What is unbalanced may be seen as perfectly balanced. And the manifestation of perfect balance is not separate from what we perceive as imbalance, unbalance. So, you know, perfection um, manifests in the apparently imperfect. And the true nature of the apparently imperfect is perfection. Now, that understanding, which I think they mean the latter understanding, um, actually, the latter understanding, I think they mean, is uh, the view, the, the perception of perfection, per perception or understanding that regardless of uh, what appears to be, regardless of, of what obviously seems to be imbalance and blockage, lack of perfection in time and space and space and time, what seems to be that way also may be seen as perfect balance, and that particular way of seeing is useful um, for being with others in general, dealing with other selves. In this case, dealing like uh, Martin Luther King, dealing with the, the negative vibrations of yellow-orange around him. This dealing with others really is like the card game analogy, but it, it means um, interfacing and exchanging. Life uh, relationship as, as mind and energy exchange. Continual... Um, you can say it's like a game, but it's not the game of, of domination. It's um, the play 
of um, continual interchange. Anyway, not get hung on that. Uh, it's useful to de when being with others in general and normal exchange with others uh, in general. It's it's very helpful to um, remember absolute view that all is perfect and uh, perfection is the true nature of the true nature of imperfection or unbalance is perfect balance but then also we have the other view the other potential which is uh, the ability to feel blockages and that is the recognition of unbalance unbalance right there's the you know her first second third chakras are not perfectly uncleared or unblocked <clears throat> clear the blockage the blockages of one two three are not perfectly removed the development of four and five is not perfect and perfectly coordinated with six. Uh, perceiving imbalance, unblock uh, perceiving blockage and imbalance or unbalanced condition or uh, work yet to do, that perception of uh, apparent imperfection is very useful to the healer who also, is, if the healer is a very mature fellow, uh, won't have or properly shouldn't have any whatsoever judgment in dealing with others or viewing others. Meaning, uh, I see that one carries heavy karma and is laboring under unhealed uh, first or second, third chakra blockages, and I recognize this may be useful, uh, and this is the karma that got that one into such a condition but I don't judge that one for that. <clears throat> I can see how it came to be by the choices made and the actions made as karmic cause to this condition now, which is karmic result, which is of high imbalance and blockage and uh, distortion, perhaps. Then, uh, yet, one knows that's God too. That's my body-spirit complex evolving in time that's a manifestation of the one infinite uh, also and so then there's no time there's not properly a tiny fraction of judgment Ross speaks well then uh, without judgment yet there's discernment so there's discernment without judgment there's seeing clearly distinguishing and discerning clearly discriminating not discriminating against discriminating what is, discriminating appearance, <clears throat> not discriminating against. And so there is discrimination uh, of what is and discernment of what is, um, which may be uh, many of the energy plexi or centers look weak and they're blocked. The person hasn't developed love or wisdom or awareness of totality doesn't seem they're doing very well or doing very much at all. They haven't grasped the baton or begun the race. So that's um, very helpful <laughs> when viewing uh, some of the human folks around us. But potentials are always there, and that's just God too. Just God in drag. So <clears throat> all the rays fully balanced are there waiting to be achieved. Yes, indeed. So if the person is fully balanced, what fully balanced looks like... Um, what we see would be um, the rays mounting one upon the other with equal vibratory brilliance. So there's an equalization of the uh, luminous radiance 
illumination output freely shining from each seven each of the seven centers there is uh, e equality um, and and the harmony of uh, equal equal activation in a sense but it's but it's particular to that individual uh, and then the surrounding color is white so would that mean that they wouldn't see distinct colors yeah I guess so so if you had you know seven lights of the seven rainbow colors and they were all somehow equal there was equal output or input to them equal development would make equal output would make a surrounding color white and that's what Ross Pollock potentiated balance in third density. So it's just third density. Now we get into the questions of Charlie Hickson. I'm not really sure how we're going to end this session in time, but we'll do our best here. Um, we means you and me, not we means Scott. Like my friend David, I don't use we for Scott. <laughs> he uses we for he. But he's a good guy anyway. 38.6. Uh, Don S. Is it possible for a third density planet to form a social memory complex which operates in third density? Very good question. Ross says it is possible only in the latter or seventh portion of such a density, 3.7, when such entities are harmoniously readying for graduation. So in the seventh temporal subplane of what I assume to be a 75,000 year basic 3D cycle, in the last seventh. Now it may not be that the sub the temporal subplanes, meaning the the energy development of third dimension uh, planetary energy fields which are or support the three D civilization, it may not be that uh, seven subplanes or seven time phases are equally divided. Like what? Each one is about eleven thousand years? Maybe so. Well, interestingly, hmm, what happened 11,000 years ago or so? Well, hmm, Atlantis went down. So maybe Atlantis going down signified or was, you know, coincident sort of with the beginning of the sixth or the seventh subplane uh, of the time phase of the, of the overall master cycle of 3D on planet Earth. But Ross saying only in the latter or seventh portion of uh, the 3D cycle in a planet, is it common then that entities may form social memory complexes? Um, we're obviously in the last portion of the last subplane uh, of the 3D master cycle on Earth now, but uh, I don't expect any social memory complex formation in the next few years. Don goes on, could you give me an example of a planet of this nature? Both a third density service to others 3D positively oriented type and a third density service self-service type uh, at this level of attainment conditions. <coughs> attainment conditions mean what would be, I believe, what would be the conditions associated with the attainment of social memory complex for a 3D positively oriented and a 3D negatively oriented planetary civilization forming social memory complexes at the last phase or portion of the 3D cycle. Ross says, as far as we're aware, there are no negatively oriented through density social memory complexes. Okay. Positively oriented social memory complexes of third density are not unheard of, but quite rare. However, an entity from the star Sirius, Sirius is planetary body, 
has approached this planetary body, meaning Earth, twice. This entity, meaning the group, the group is seen as a, as a unified group, a unified being. That's why Ra used the entity. This entity is late third density, the Syrian group, and is part of a third density social memory complex, meaning the one that visited. This has been referred to in the previous material. The social memory complex is properly a fourth density phenomenon, so it normally doesn't happen that there's such psychic uh, metaphysical integration of positive or negatively oriented groups in late third density or 3D at all. It normally happens in 4D positive and negative. Uh, it's quite rare happening in, in, the, in 3D. When it does, it's much more likely um, or it's only happening with positive groups. Ross said there are no negatively oriented third density social memory complexes. So social memory complex begins uh, for the negative oriented folks in 4D, or 4D negative, for the positively oriented folks, which is 90% of all the beings of creation. Um, it's normally started in 4D positive, but it may happen in late third density. In the Syrian case, um, Don, Don nails it 38.8 and says, I was wondering if that particular social memory complex from Sirius, from the Syrian star or planet associated with Sirius, evolved from trees. Well, I said this approaches correctness. Those second density vegetation forms, meaning tree form entities of late second density development, harvestable to three, which graduated into third density upon this planet bearing the name of Dog, Sirius. <clears throat> Related to Dogon, yes siree, Dogon people of Africa traced themselves back to Sirius. They had some astronomical data uh, on the Syrian star system that uh, our brilliant great astronomers hadn't known or discovered much much later than the Dogon group had that information which is like many 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 generations ago they knew it <clears throat> maybe they are related to the Dogon you know, to that group I think they're tall and thin the Dogon um, but they're definitely a very ET related African group and yes, the group that contacted Charlie Hickson was a late third density, positively oriented social memory complex from Sirius uh, that was not negative. We go on, Ra uh, explaining more, Don questioning about the details of the contact. Don says, I was also wondering if, then if, since action of a bellicose nature is impossible, as far as I understand it, for vegetation, meaning the group that evolved on Sirius, uh, from trees that became that early became that that formed a social memory complex much earlier than normal, meaning in late third density, totally positive group evolving from from trees in second density, uh, on you know, associated with the star system Sirius, and maybe being the ancestors or forefathers of the Dogon people in, I believe they're in Mali, Africa. Mali's a good place actually. <clears throat> Uh, I'm wondering, as far as, since action of bellicose nature is impossible, as far as I understand it, for vegetation, Don's question, would not they have the advantage, as they move into third density from second, as to not carrying a racial memory of a bellicose nature, and therefore develop a more harmonious society, and accelerate their evolution? Is it true? It's very true, it seems to me. Ross says, this is correct, meaning... The peaceableness of trees naturally translated to a, highly, a very highly harmonious, peaceable, third-density group 
collective that was so positive that they formed social memory complex early and also took the show on the road and was able to uh, come visit here. Ross said this is correct. However, to become balanced and to begin and to begin to polarize properly, it's then necessary to investigate movements of all kinds, especially bellicosity. So, although they were highly positive and highly not bellicose or quite, you know, very well well rooted in ahimsa, those trees, the Syrian tree group. They are very well rooted in ahimsa and kindliness. Trees are lovely. Uh, but that's not balance. Because Ra's saying to become balanced or become more balanced <clears throat> and begin to proper polarize properly, which really means to graduate out of 3D in the social memory condition into 4D positive, uh, it's necessary to develop mind, which in this case is associated with investigating movement because they're not a very mobile group right they come from trees and they spend a lot of time standing around maybe like the Vulcan you know the Vulcans are a very mental race like in Star Trek but <clears throat> I'm not sure if they they're that tall but it was necessary you know for balancing on the positive path to explore um, you know the opposite of what what one normally does and is and values and in this case the opposite of where they, what, who, who they normally were as beings, meaning um, very stable, um, very much devoted to stillness and harmony, and non-physical uh, internal development. The opposite of that is bellicosity, and therefore they came here and checked him out. Ross Donald goes on. I'm assuming then that their investigations of bellicosity were primarily the type that they extracted from Hickson, Charlie Hickson's memory rather than warfare among themselves. It's correct. Yeah, of course it's correct. Ross says it's correct. Entities of this heritage would find it nearly impossible to fight. Indeed, their studies of movements of all kinds is their form of meditation, due to the fact that their activity, their normal activity, is upon the level of what you would call meditation, and this and thus must be balanced. Just as your entities need constant moments of meditation, to balance your activities. So, um, being of, uh, you know, uh, great trees ancestry and um, loving, <laughs> loving goodness and love, <clears throat> they find it nearly impossible to fight, yet they need to keep, they need to be balanced and keep polarizing. Therefore, they do studies of movements. They study what's not normal to them. Wanderers, too many many wanderers particularly sixth and fifth density are here on earth now um to learn what's unnatural from the home group perspective from the perspective of the evolution through through even dimensions three four five into six for some sixth density wanderers um we're here to study what is um alien to us. We're here to examine the aliens, the alien 3D humans, who um, have many strange ways associated with the psychology of 3D repeating or uh, continually uh, shooting themselves in the foot. <clears throat> uh, for the Syrian tree group, and I think I know somebody who's a member, by the way, 
the for the Syrian tree group seeking to continue their positive polarization and go into balance further, make studies of movements. This is their form of meditation. So uh, examining movement is their form of meditation, while stillness and what we would call meditation is their normal form of activity, standing, stand tall, versus the opposite condition of human, human beings deriving from animal 2D ancestry on two legs and four legs moving around. Therefore, for us, our normal way of being is activity. And the balancing of that is times of stillness, which we call meditation or contemplation or inner work. And so we're normally physically active and mobile, motile, and need the balancing of stillness and meditation. The Syrian group is normally in the way of stillness and contemplation and internal uh, focus and being and needs as their balance examination or um, experience of movement, activity, bellicosity, uh, instability, um, significant, you know, radical change or sudden change. So they examined pixel. Don goes on, <clears throat> I believe this is an important point for us in understanding the balancing aspect of, med of meditation. Since we have here its antithesis in another type of another type of evolution, a different um, usage of the term meditation, a different type of meditation. He goes on, Don goes on, these entities moved, we are told by Charlie Hickson, without moving their legs. I'm assuming they use a principle somewhat similar to the principle of movement of your crystal bells in moving their physical vehicles. Is it correct? It's partially incorrect. He's really wondering how do they move. Uh, Ra goes on. Uh, he's saying, as Ra explains at 3812, how are they moving? It's an electromagnetic phenomenon which is controlled by thought impulses of a weak electrical nature. All right, so they move by electromagnetic you know, uh, process somehow by their own thought, right? Thought impulse of a weak electrical nature. So that's their intention. 3813, was their craft visible? Oh, actually, that whole question was nixed. So we'll drop that because Ross at 3813 saying, please ask one more full question before we close as the instrument has low vital energy at the space time. And that's the end of the questions on Charlie Hicks and Raw. Don may have returned to them later, but I don't remember, but not in this session. So we will finish this today, and let me go to the last two exchanges, 3814, 3815. Don, um, without missing a beat, actually uh, comes back with a very important question about 40 negative. 3814 8, 38, says, all right, I'll just ask this one. I have here that, or could you give me some idea of what conditions are like on a fourth density negative or self-service planet? And Ra's explanation is very helpful, so we may understand the mind of Orion. Ra says, the graduation into fourth density negative is achieved by those beings who have consciously contacted intelligent infinity, yep, through the use of red, orange, and yellow rays of energy, fully blocked. Therefore, not fully blocked. Therefore, 
the planetary conditions of fourth density negative include the constant alignment and realignment of entities in efforts to form the dominant patterns of combined energy. The early fourth density is one of the most intensive struggle. When the order of authority has been established and all have fought until convinced that each is in the proper placement for power structure, the social memory complex begins. Always, the fourth density effects of telepathy and the transparency of thought are attempted to be used for the sake of those at the apex of the power structure. This, as you may see, is often quite damaging, <clears throat> damaging to the further, <clears throat> damaging to the further polarization of fourth density negative entities. For the further negative polarization can only come about through group effort. As the fourth density entities manage to combine, they then polarize through such services to self, service to self, as those offered by the Crusaders of Orion down here on the ground. You may ask more specific questions in the next session of working. Are there any brief queries before we leave this instrument? And that's the uh, end of um, the discussion about 40 negative in this session. A very interesting response. <clears throat> uh, what is harvestability to 40 negative? It is uh, conscious contact with intelligent infinity without the use of green ray. It's contact from root to crown, uh, Shiva Shakti, uh, a kind of um, root crown linkage, root chakra crown chakra linkage, or contact with intelligent infinity, yet through the use of or based on um, a, an integrated blockage complex of first, second, third rays, red, orange, yellow. So make contact with intelligent infinity uh, with blockages of one, two, three, and four through the springboard of fifth ray, blue, negative use of wisdom, to six, seven is a piece of work. Ross said 95% service to self needed. Then <clears throat> when they graduate to early 40 negative, we have constant alignment and realignment. It's basically, um, you know, uh, a long phase of internecine warfare between individuals and groups to establish the stable uh, pecking or the stable initial pecking order to form dominant patterns of combined energy or patterns of combined dominance. <laughs> the integration of the dominance tendencies of each of those 40 negative uh, graduates who graduated into 40 negative the new the newly born 40 negatives uh, forming dominant patterns of combined energy it's the initial battle to form the first it's, it's the intensive struggle to form what Ra's calling an order of authority I'm number one you're number two I can have this privilege and power and you can have the, the other one and you know it's like dividing up the territory among the mob bosses or uh, shaking out the new, shaking out the weak hands and uh, establishing the new uh, hierarchical, the new, the new placement of individuals and in the hierarchical structure based on, um, you know, the initial power, uh, relative power valuations of each of them. Then they establish this order of authority 
and they each have fought a lot of fighting until convinced that each is in the proper placement for power structure. Then social memory complex begins, <clears throat> meaning uh, because of they're in fourth density, right? These fourth density, fourth density positive and fourth density negative both uh, experience um, all things being revealed, as Ross said, which is associated with the Siddhi of telepathy and, and the reality of an experience of transparent thought, meaning everyone sees everyone's thought, everyone knows everyone's mind. Now, it's possible to veil and covert, hide, and that, that's learned in higher fourth density negative. But uh, fourth density, is, 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 in, all things are revealed in fourth density, Ross said. And positive, basically, this, the natural city of telepathy and the natural power or condition of uh, thought transparency in 4D positive groups uh, allows them to form a very harmonious um, social memory complex in 4D positive uh, where nobody wants to hide and everybody wants their distortions to be seen whatever they have so that they can heal them faster and be more you know dancing dancing with God dancing in the love light of infinite glory they want to be more free they're not afraid of being seen having their distortion seen they want to be free Please see my illness, diagnose, and help me treat. Yes, sir. But on the negative side, that's a little different. So, <clears throat> anyway, uh, those on the negative side, they use these the natural cities and potentials and powers or conditions of 4D, fourth density for the sake of those at the apex of the power structure called the apex predators. These are apex predators. The Illuminati acts as apex predator class. Uh, to 3D humanity. This, Ross says, as you may see, uh, is often quite damaging to further polarization of 4D negative. Um, I don't know why it would be damaging. I would just think that it would be constant turmoil there because everybody is gaming everybody continually and they see some truth, but then there's deception and veiling and it's very complicated. But Ross saying, uh, they can't, the further negative polarization of the group can only come about through group effort. So they can't keep their shit together because they're all fighting each other. They can't unify or they can't grow as a group, which is normal or necessary in fourth density, positive or negative. Uh, group effort is needed in fourth density, be it positive or negative. And they can't make much group effort because there's no honor among thieves. There's no integrity or loyalty among those who seek uh, full-spectrum dominance over each other and overall uh, and internally. So they really cannot cohere too well. But, Ross said, as 4D negative entities manage to combine, they do also polarize uh, by coming to planets like Earth <laughs> and offering services to self, their ways of service to self, like, uh, we're here to enslave you. Would you like to receive our gift of enslavement? Would you like to be my slave? I will kick the shit out of you, and then you will learn to be a master and enjoy all the privileges that I have. Isn't that nice? Wouldn't you like that? These are, in some sense, the services uh, of self, services to self, offered by the Crusaders, 4D negative, coming down here on the ground. Uh, in such organization... Mr. Genghis Khan acts as a shipping clerk, Raha said, 
shipping information on mind control or various forms of uh, subjugation of uh, 3D populations and establishment of new world order. So that's what that's all about. And um, it goes on and on. Uh, uh, but there's no more discussion about that in this session. Later sessions will get further. But we see that, uh, you know, there's a there's a orderly divine plan for soul evolution, uh, positive and negative. The conditions of each dimension uh, are the matrix, environmental conditions in which each entity in each dimension, let's say three and four, makes their polarization and continues with it. And so uh, when the snake drinks water, it turns to poison. When the cow drinks water, it turns to milk. So drinking the water or being in either dimension or any dimension or uh, being, um, if being touched by various influences will then be interpreted and used divergently by those polarized on the divergent two paths. Uh, and so that's just the way it is. But there really is graduation to 40 negative, but very few humans are going to get there um, because they're not uh, compacted enough. Anyway, the last, ses last question of session eight, uh, thir 38, 3815. Finally, Don says, I would just like to know if there's anything that we can do to make the instrument more comfortable or improve the contact. Ra says, I am well, <laughs> I am Ra, all is well. We leave you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. Go forth rejoicing in the power and in the peace of the one creator, Adonai. And that is session 38. So Don obviously was very sensitive to the time issue, Carla's condition, uh, obviously was uh, doing very well with Jim also to take good care of her. Ra had no guidance needed but just the closing benediction. Session 39 uh, is uh, similarly short. 39.13 is the last QA. So you have 13 exchanges and in just a second, in session 39, we have more discussion of the raw contact, and then more discussion of uh, physics, cosmology, Einstein, back to Don's, uh, Don's, <laughs> Don, Don's favorite zone here of uh, physics, metaphysics, cosmology, and scientism. Something about Puharich, interestingly uh, about some other channeling. And then um, some great questions <laughs> to the end of the session. They finally get to it about the energy the centers. Basically, <clears throat> um, tell us about uh, the seven chakras. This is one of the primary responses or teaching um, teachings of Ra regarding the uh, whole spectrum of seven chakras, uh, 3910. And so this is very, very helpful and correlates to the two paths somewhat and discusses uh, red ray, which is pre-polarization, right, as the anchor <clears throat> or the basis of incarnation in any density or this density. And so uh, session 39 has a lot of good good material, uh, something for everyone. 
some principles and some more uh, technical information. Uh, <clears throat> and so we're moving right along and maybe we'll finish that in uh, one pass too. So anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope it's been helpful to you all. Uh, may you all be well and happy. See you next time. Okay, good night.